Hello, welcome back to Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. Let's go through your round 21 Super Saturday. Uh, look, the Roosters get the job done over the Titans. Obviously, the Titans haven't beaten the Roosters since, I think, 2016. Thought we were going to get a bit of a value bet there going for the Titans. Uh, obviously, the Knights broke their streak against the Melbourne Storm, which we'll get to in a second. But, um, yeah, the Roosters get the job done again. 36-18 was the final scoreline. Tedesco having a game that he needed to have as well in this one. Um, you know, he was dynamic for the Roosters. Three tackle busts, two try assists, 238 run meters for the Chookies. He was unreal. Um, and the Roosters having a performance they needed to have as well. Not just James Tedesco, but the entire Roosters side having performances that they needed to have. The forward pack, James Tedesco, the spine, even Jared Rhea Hargreaves, he made an outstanding start to the game. 151 meters, uh, 14 runs in his opening. Opening 35-minute stint, he finished the game with 210 metres. Awesome stuff there from Jared Rhea Hargreaves. Absolutely sensational performance for him. As we said before, the Roosters have won their past 10 games against the Gold Coast Titans. The Roosters hit 30 points for the first time this season. Isn't that an insane stat uh, for the Roosters, a team that should be going really well this year? I mean, Brandon Smith's in the side now. Um, you know, they've got some really outstanding players in this team. Manu Tedesco, Luke Keary, um, Brandon Smith. They've got Victor Radley. Uh, Satili Tupanua was supposed to be in there. Obviously, he's injured, but, um, you know, they've got some outstanding players in their team. I would argue that Palga's been unreal this year. Uh, Daniel Tupo on the wing for, uh, you know, kicking to Daniel Tupo is a big advantage for the Roosters. Um, you know, it's a, a year where they were, they were predicted to go really well. Some would have them as premiership winners going into this year as well. Um, but, you know, they haven't had too much success, as not as much success as people would have thought they would have had. I don't know why I said that so weirdly, but, you know, the Roosters... Haven't been too successful this year. Finally getting a big win in a big way. First time hitting 30 this season. As I said at the start, it's a game they needed to have. It's a game they needed to have, uh, the Sydney Roosters. Uh, Dave Feeder, it was his 100th game. Unfortunate that his 100th game um, had to be one where he got beaten 36-18. But, you know... Damaging as ever day for Feeder in his 100th appearance. Uh, Titans have not beaten the Roosters at Seabus Super Stadium since round 10, 2016. That was the stat, obviously, that we said before, which is a big stat. And yes, we went against the stats to go for the Titans in this one over the Roosters. Uh, but, you know, Roosters, after getting beaten against Melbourne, I thought they played really well in this one. And we saw signs of the Roosters starting to, you know, find their feet a little bit last week against Melbourne in that first half. Uh, but this one, it was a full 80-minute performance, and it was really solid from the Sydney Roosters. Uh, Jaden Campbell's successful conversion of Brian Kelly's try was his first ever shot at goal in the NRL. So congratulations to Jaden Campbell. Uh, Nat Butcher was placed on report in the 70th minute for a hip-drop tackle hopefully doesn't get suspended for the Roosters. It'd be terrible for him to miss more games this season. Uh, Fodawaka came up with 164 run meters and six tackle breaks for the Gold Coast Titans. He's had, had some pretty outstanding past few weeks, particularly when Tino's been out for origin. He's really stood up, and obviously in origin, he was great as well in game three. Uh, but yeah, outstanding uh, Fodawaka. Absolutely outstanding. 
outstanding. 164 metres, six tackle busts in this game in a losing side was pretty impressive for the uh, Gold Coast Titans. Look, as I said, it was a game that the Roosters needed to play. Um, and yeah, I guess confidence going into the next few weeks leading up to finals. Maybe they work their way into the top eight and it'll be one of those redemption stories for them. We'll have to wait and see. Now, the next game was even more impressive. The Knights v. the Melbourne Storm. The Knights getting their first win against the Melbourne Storm since 2015, I believe. Uh, the Knights ended an eight-year losing streak against the Melbourne Storm, that means, which is absolutely insane. Insane that it's been eight years since 2015. And outstanding that the Knights were able to get the win in this one. And a gutsy performance. It was a determined Knights side. Uh, everything that the Storm threw at the Newcastle Knights, they were prepared for. They defended. They defended resiliently as well. Uh, it was a really gutsy performance from the Newcastle Knights and one I thoroughly enjoyed. Newcastle have won six of their past eight games at McDonald Jones Stadium now as well. A really impressive stat for Newcastle. Uh, the Storm have won their past 11 games games against the Knights with Newcastle captain Callum Ponga having previously never beaten the Melbourne Storm uh, before this game. So that is an incredible stat, an incredible stat for Newcastle. Uh, Dom Young scored 17 tries in his past 14 games. Uh, Tyson Frizzell carried the ball for 168 metres, made two line breaks, produced two offloads and six tackle busts for a five-star performance from him. He was sensational on the edge there, Tyson Frizzell. It's one of the best games I think I've seen him play, and that includes his time at St. George. That includes every game I've seen from him in Origin. That is probably the best game I've seen Tyson Frizzell play. He was absolutely outstanding for the Newcastle Knights. Absolutely outstanding there on the edge. I'll tell you what, one of my favorite parts of this game was when the Storm was down to 12 men. There was only a few minutes till halftime. The Knights definitely upped the intensity and with the Storm having 12 men, you know, Lachlan Fitzgibbon probably scoring one of the tries of the season just before halftime as well. Involving 10 sets of hands, the Knights shifted the ball from one side of the field to the other until a gap opened up, uh, you know, against a one-man short defense. And Lockie Fitzgibbon, what a try that he scored in that one. Um, you know, there was a quote from Craig Fitzgibbon after the game saying that the Knights wanted it more. And I think that pretty much sums up the game. The Knights just wanted it more. They defended everything that Melbourne threw at them. Uh, Resilient performance from guys like Jackson Hastings and Tyson Gamble in the halves, uh, playing some really, really good football. Jackson Hastings, his kicking game in this one was sensational, and just his game vision as well was outstanding. Um, you know, the forwards in attack and in defense were solid, um, particularly in defense with everything that Melbourne was throwing at them. It was a really solid def- uh, defensive and attacking effort from Newcastle, a really solid performance, and the first win since 2015, absolutely outstanding uh, from the Newcastle Knights against the Melbourne Storm and giving them a bit of confidence going into the next few weeks as well. And then the last game of your Super Saturday was the North Queensland Cowboys going up against the Parramatta Reels. What a game this was. North Queensland taking it to the Parramatta Reels. Somewhat a close game due to errors, but uh, the Cowboys with a really masterful performance. Scotty Drinkwater doing great things with the football. Chad Townsend, I thought, was absolutely outstanding. Uh, if it wasn't for Daly Cherry Evans' performance on Sunday, he'd be my halfback of the week. Chad Townsend, he was absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal um, against this uh, Parramatta Real side. Doing great things with the football, whether it was his passing game, his kicking game. 
Uh, he was outstanding, absolutely outstanding, Chad Townsend. And so was Scott Drinkwater going down that left and right-hand side, running both sides of the ruck, playing like a second 5-8. It was really, really awesome to see. Um, Jeremiah Nanai, though, there are some scares. Obviously, came off the field with a concern uh, for an AC injury, which would be really, really hard for the Cowboys to swallow, considering they're in such great form at the moment. They are, you know, really riding that road to finals. Over the next few weeks, they really need to win a lot of games, which they're doing already at the moment, but uh, need to win more games to solidify that spot in the top eight. But, I mean, yeah, Jeremiah Nana, if he's out, it is going to be rough, rough sailing um, for the next few weeks for the Cowboys. It looks like he'll already be out because he came off the field, had ice and a sling on. Um, but, yeah, look, hopefully it's nothing too severe. But it did look like an AC joint injury. So uh, it will be out for a while if that's the case. Uh, the Cowboys played almost the entire second half with 15 men after losing Nanai and Griffin Neem to a HIA, while Val Holmes was sin and placed on report for a high tackle. Look, you watch that tackle again and again and again, and we've seen it so many times this year. It's whiplash. It is 100% whiplash. There is nothing high forceful to the head about it. He hit him in the chest, uh, slides up, whiplash, pushes Mitch Moses' head forward, and yeah, maybe there's a tiny bit of contact with the head, but it's only due to whiplash. It should not have been a high and forceful contact uh, sin bin at all for Valentine Holmes. If he gets suspended for that, that is absolutely dog shit ridiculous. He needs to challenge that with the judiciary immediately. If the judiciary don't agree, that's fucked up because it was not at all high and forceful uh, contact with the head. He didn't go and try and hit him high. It was whiplash that got Mitch Moses' head down. So obviously it is not... Um, it's not the high and forceful contact that they painted it out to be and that though they try to show on the video for it to be and they made it look like made it, they made it look much worse than what it was with the replays that were sh- they were showing but you know after the sin bin happened and they were showing more coverage you could clearly see that it was whiplash that had Mitch Moses's head pushed forward uh, it was not high and forceful contact with the head so uh, pretty shit call from the referee uh, to send Valentine Holmes to the sin bin uh, and I bloody hope he doesn't get suspended. I know that he's copped a fine, but I hope that he hasn't that he doesn't get suspended. Uh, the Eels made 31 offloads. That is absolutely insane. Uh, it was led by Clint Gutherson and second row Bryce Cartwright, who had seven apiece. Seven offloads for both Clint Gutherson and Bryce Cartwright. Bryce Cartwright's really coming into his own at the Parramatta Reels. He's playing some really good football, and he has over the past few weeks um, on that left-hand side. Uh, he's absolutely outstanding there, Bryce Cartwright, and Clint Gutherson as well. Awesome stuff from him that I've seen over the past few weeks. Love scoring tries to Clint Gutherson. Uh, Eels back row, Jermaine Hopgood leads the NRL in offloads at the moment with 44 after producing three against the Cowboys, while Parramatta's tally of 251 is the most by any team. Insane stuff. Uh, and 31 offloads in a game is incredible as well, uh, and those stats mind-blowing, mind-blowing in terms of offloads, you know, to conceive 251 um, offloads in a year already, and the competition, the year hasn't even ended yet, is absolutely insane, Uh, it's only 300 offloads in the year, crazy stuff, Um, Scott Drinkwater has now scored six tries in his past five games, had a blinder in this one again for the Cowboys as well, he was outstanding, Uh, and again, roaming both sides of the ruck is that second 5'8", he's doing some real, real damage, 
um, for the Cowboys. He also ran for 167 metres, three line break assists, nine line breaks, and produced a try assist as well as scoring one himself. Um, awesome performance for Scotty Drink. The Cowboys utility, Jake Granville, has made 200 uh, NRL appearances now, not just for the Cowboys, but in the NRL. So congratulations to Jake Granville. Uh, and he had a solid game through the middle as well, being used as a middle forward for the Cowboys. Really solid stuff from Jake Granville. Uh, a solid game of rugby league and a really enjoyable one because we didn't know who was going to win till right till the end. Um, yeah, but some really stellar individual performances. I loved Chad Towns in, his, in this game. As I said, if it wasn't for Daly Cherry Evans on Sunday, I probably would have uh, Chad Townsend as my halfback of the week. He was outstanding for the Cowboys. Wow.